Welcome everyone to Oh Come On Sports with Mike and Jesse. Hello. It is February 19th uh, and today we're going to be talking about the NBA. So basically what's happened in the last month, give our thoughts on everything. Uh, the biggest thing I think that we're going to talk about is that uh, the NBA changed its all-star game format. Um so I'm just gonna go. I'm gonna break it down, and then we'll we'll talk about how it how it actually was used in reality. Right. So each quarter starts off at zero to zero. The winner of that quarter, the league would give them like I think a hundred k, the winning team, and right. it goes to a charity of their choice. Okay. Um, the accumulative score at the start of the fourth quarter will and at the start of the fourth. Uh, then the quarter will be untimed, and the first to 24 from the highest score wins. So basically, if the score was one 100 to 98, yep. it would be, at the start of the fourth quarter, it would be the first to 124. Right. So, my first question going into it was like, why are you resetting after quarter if you're going to have have a cumulative score? Yeah, that's odd, eh? Like, that was odd, but then... Later, I learned about the charity thing, and yeah. I was like, "Oh, that's why." Then it makes sense because they're going to say within the quarter you won that quarter, right? So they have to basically do it like that so you can do the charity. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, did you watch the All Star? I, I did watch it. I didn't it, watch it in, it in its entirety, although I have seen all the highlights. I watched basically the second half in its entirety. Yeah, I think I've caught the second and third quarter. Yeah. So yeah, and I was. Uh, given the fact that I don't care about the All Star Game, I guess I was fine with it because it didn't it didn't take anything away from it for me. When I first heard it, I thought it was stupid. I thought it was just an overreaction to obviously uh, Kobe Bryant's untimely and horrific death. Uh, but I I didn't I didn't find it took away from it. But with that being said, I didn't put much into it to begin with. But I was entertained. Yeah. I, th- I thought the teams were playing pretty hard at the end of it. Uh, th- these. Just tend to be these all star games for the NBA have turned into a three point guys just taking long threes, yeah. not playing a whole lot of defense. But I thought in the end it actually was uh, pretty entertaining. I was I was entertained. I feel like the NBA All Star Game is the only one now that you can watch, and even though they're not playing defense, it can still be fun to watch because like they could break out a dunk or yeah. Steph Curry who didn't play in this year's game, but like. Trey Young can hit a shot from half court, yes. and it's exciting. Yeah, where when you watch the hockey one, where it's three on three, and and you're seeing these dazzling skills, but there's only so many ways you could score a goal, and it's kind of like, right? You know what I mean, the football one. Don't even get me started with that one. That one's a joke. It's not even real. They may as well play flag football. Well, and it's all about player safety, right? So the NBA is one of the few leagues where you can play, you know, pretty hard basketball, and yeah. you're not risking a, a career-threatening or a season-ending yeah. injury for the most part, unless you you know blow an Achilles or something, which could certainly happen. But you're not going to get taken out by a by a player on the other team tackling you or or hitting you or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Um, I also think that they uh, they showed a way. Uh, the NBA does a really good job of like a party atmosphere. Yeah throughout the weekend they do right yeah um it's because all the strippers that are in town of for course, the, uh, for of the all- course. nba hey, all-star game whatever whatever works <laughs> man but it gets the players there uh i do like the fact that uh because the rosters are only 12 deep right or yeah. maybe it's 10 yeah 12 12 and they do the fantasy drafting which i love which the nhl should bring back yes just by the that way that was a great that was a great feature in the nfl or in the nhl one um, the alcohol was also great but they had to remove that yeah which there's just dumb let them yeah. be themselves yeah 
Um, do it online if you have to. Do it. I guess they could. That wouldn't matter anyway. I was thinking yeah. like podcast style, but if you're the NHL, you can't escape from that criticism. I did like how Team LeBron wore number two in honor yeah. of of uh, Gigi and. Um, uh, Giannis's team wore number 24 in honor of Kobe. Yeah. They had stars on their jerseys. The to... whole theme of the weekend really yeah, revolved very, around Kobe Bryant. Very classy. Very well done. Um, and you know what? After, so I missed the, the fourth quarter because I had to go do something. But I saw the highlights. And it looked like the players like were actually trying to win. Cause like, they were. Like it was like a score to twenty four. Like yeah. it was, it was really interesting, really well done. I, I actually kind of hope they keep this format going in the future. And uh, rumor has it today, I heard, I read a report that's saying they are going to keep it going, or that was at least the the feeling around the league good, is that they are going to keep it going. I, I thought, I thought the race to the to that certain number was actually quite entertaining because you could see it developing. You could see as both teams got closer that they started to amp it up. Uh, when, when, uh, geez, I forget which, I think it was, uh, Team Giannis, when they were three points away from winning. No, it would have been Team LeBron, because LeBron was the one that took the shot. When they were three points away from winning, they were trying to hit a three ball to end it. They weren't going for the two, so they were, they were trying to end it with a splash. Uh, one of the criticisms I heard is that it ended on a free throw, which it did. But, you know, that didn't take too much of it away from me, personally. Yeah, yeah. Um, what did you think about the, did you watch the skills competition? I watched the the skills competition, competition, the dunk competition and the three point competition. I, I thought I I was, all I can, all I can say is if I was entertained or not, I was entertained by watching it. I think there's a, I think it's lost a lot. The dunk contest is not what it used to be. I think a lot of it though, is that we're older. We're in our mid thirties. Yeah. Um, you know, I remember when Vince Carter, uh, was it 2000 or 2001? It was in that range, yeah. We were in high school yeah. together. And I remember we all had gym the next day. And that's all we talked about. <laughs> we didn't even listen to the gym teacher. We are just talking about fucking what Vince Carter did. Right. Or two days later, I guess, because it would have been on a Saturday. But yeah. and that, that's like it was a huge deal. And now, like, I think it's just as you get older, you, it just doesn't. It's just not for you. But you have to, and I, what I've realized too is you have to have the right people doing it because Vince Carter took it another step. When you have like guys like Jordan, obviously took it to the next level when he was in it. Dominique Wilkins took it to the next level. Spud Webb was interesting because of how short he was. So mm-hmm. these guys all took it to another level, and then I don't think it was really taken to that next level until a guy like Vince Carter. Yeah. And, yeah. and then once he did that, that made you wake up again. He's doing these three sixty windmill dunks. Hanging from his elbow, which looking back, that was such a great dunk that at the time, I don't think got enough credit because people are like, well, what did he do? People didn't really realize what he yeah. did there, but he got so high that he dunked and then hung from his yeah. elbow joint on the rim. Exactly. Uh, just insane stuff. So I, I really like that one, took it to a next level. And I think what we've been missing for a long time is that, oh, we got a brawl here between Boston and the Oilers. <laughs> All right. Not to interrupt that, but <laughs> yeah. So I think what the what the game needed was some guys to take it to the next level, and I do think the players they got in now, specifically Aaron Gordon, um, Zach Levine from 2015 and 2016, was one of the was one of the guys that I saw really take it to the next level after uh, Vince Carter. Just you have to be innovative. You can't. There's there's only so many dunks that you can do. So to me, Blake Griffin jumping over a Kia is boring as fuck. Like, that's just the product placement to me is, is off-putting. You know, the fact that it wasn't that spectacular. I mean, a guy jumping over a car seems spectacular, but when you're Blake Griffin, it wasn't really that impressive. It wasn't that great of a dunk. I thought they lost a lot of the creativity, and I think they've gotten some of that back now. Yeah, yeah. Now, um, with that being said, the judges blew it. 
They, they blew it this one. I was going to say, Aaron Gordon, I thought, should have won, too. They said, like, he touched Taco Fall. Well, Taco Fall is, like, fucking seven foot yeah, what? Yeah, he's seven foot five. Yeah. He jumped yeah. over a seven foot five guy. Yeah, so he only, <clears throat> ju- he only jumped seven feet four inches. What yeah. a bastard. Yeah. Like, what? Well, and the, the person he lost to, Derek Jones Jr., also touched the guy that he jumped over in one of the dunks previous to that. Yeah. He was a much shorter person. So that's, yeah. a, that's a terrible argument. And what I heard is that the judges had agreed to make it a tie... And they were going to go to a dunk off or whatever the tiebreaker yeah. is. And one of the judges went rogue. Went rogue. And, yeah. and the rumor it was that was Dwayne Wade. And he said it wasn't. Yeah, but everyone yeah. said it was because the Miami, the <laughs> Miami, me, Heat, the Miami Heat guy won. Yeah. <laughs> just like, what? And I don't want to take anything away from Derek Rose or Derek Jones, pardon me, because he put on a fantastic show. <clears throat> Excuse me. He was taking a, a, a book. He was taking a playbook out of or a page from the playbook of Zach Levine, where he was he was jumping from the free throw line. That's what uh, Zach Levine started doing. That was really incredible. Jumping from the three of uh, the free throw line, or just a step inside the free throw line, but then doing these crazy things in between, like a three sixty or but between the legs. Yeah. And Derek Jones Jr. had a lot of that. But Aaron Gordon, just creativity, athleticism. He's been robbed twice now. He he was robbed in in the one where uh, Dalio won last year and then he was robbed this year too he should have won both these yeah and he said he's not competing in it again and i totally understand because he was the best dunker he was what people got the most excited to watch when he jumped last year when he jumped over the magic mascot who was holding the ball above his head and aaron gordon goes into a pike position brings the ball under both of his legs and dunked yeah, it that again. Was, that was ridiculous that's some of the most insane things i've ever seen the he should have won for that alone yeah yeah. And he had some great ones this year. Uh, the one that comes to mind right off the bat is where uh, one of his teammates or uh, just a bystander, not a bystander, a former player or whatever, passed it off the side of the backboard. And he did a 360 windmill, grabbing the ball off the side of the backboard, dunked it. Just incredible, incredible display, display of athleticism, like something I've never seen before in the dunk contest. So I thought that was really special. And he got robbed at the end, which kind of gypped out of its... Uh, he should have won. Yeah, yeah, he, I agree with that. Even Derek Jones thinks he should have won. You could tell his reaction when they announced the winner, and he was he was kind of off put by it. He's like, "What the heck just happened here?" Yeah, yeah. Um, I also think it shows because the NBA, like Aaron Gordon and Derek Jones, weren't all stars, but they they bring them in for the dunk contest. Yeah. They bring they bring specific guys in three point contest. Well, like. Yeah, uh, Steph Curry wasn't an all star, like was healthy, but he wasn't an all star. He was going to be in the three point contest. Like they were going to ask him. Yeah, exactly. You know, and I think that's something the NHL can can learn from. Yes, you know, bring in, bring in, like always have. A, you can't. Zdeno Char is tough because he's uh, because he's older, but yeah. Shea Weber should always be in the hardest shot competition. Right. Uh, Connor McDavid should always be uh, in the fastest skater. I agree. You know? And and with that being said, too, I want someone. Shea Weber has been a perennial all-star for a while now. I want I want them to bring in, if if there's a guy in the league that can compete with Shea Weber in the hardest shot, and he's not an all-star, I still want to see him there to compete yeah. with Shea Weber. Well, they should they should almost have like regionals or something. Like you have your team skills competition, yeah. and then you have your regionals or something. Like, well, I don't know. And or... they do, everyone does a team skills competition, so it wouldn't be that much to yeah, add on. Get, get the data and be like, oh, well, this guy is the best one. Let's have him out for the all-star game. Yeah, for sure. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I was entertained. I liked it. I liked the three-point contest as well, too. They tweaked it a little bit this year by doing the, the Mountain Dew ball, which was worth three points. So that was in between the second and uh, third racks. They had this uh, green ball, and the shot was from about 10 feet 
behind the three-point line, and guys were draining it like it was nothing. <laughs> it's ridiculous. And thing. then on top of that, you also got to pick uh, where you wanted your money ball rack to be. So the place you're most comfortable shooting, they give a rack of money balls worth yeah. two points in that position. So some guys were doing it right at the end in the short corner. I saw uh, one guy did it right from the top of the three-point line, which was odd. And most people don't do that. But I thought it was uh, thought it was really cool. And these guys have such a sweet stroke now. It's just it's down to a science. Uh, Buddy Heald was the winner. Devin Booker finished second. And uh, Davis Betrans from Washington finished uh, third. Um, did you did you catch Dame Lillard's uh, rap performance? I did not. I, I can't believe I missed okay. it. I, yeah. I was going to say, sure. like, I didn't catch it. I'll have to, I'll I have also to look, I'll have to look that up. I also might not care all that much. <laughs> uh, not, a, not a huge rap fan. So. Oh, hey, good good on them. Do what you, you want to do. <laughs> hey, but, man, yeah. yeah. yeah and, and I think he was like, oh, I'm slightly injured. No, I'll still perform. But Devin, <laughs> Devin Booker should be in the All-Star game. So I think... Uh, Good on Dame Lillard to get yeah. to get him in because Booker definitely deserved it. Booker should have been there anyway, in oh, my yeah. opinion. Yeah, yeah. Well, they don't have um, because of the the size of roster. They don't have uh, they don't have the same they don't have the same rules as, as other leagues where it's like you have to have one guy from every team. Yes. So you run into these problems, but like. How do you not put Devin Booker in there? The guy For was sure. averaging twenty-seven points a game. Yeah, like, exactly. And then, and then um, someone like I was thinking last week, it was Carl Anthony Towns was complaining that he wasn't in it, saying like, "I'm an All Star, I should be there because he has been in the past." But I mean, my my response to that would be like, your team was on a fifteen game losing streak right before the All Star game. Yeah. If you're an All Star, you can you can bring that. You can win a game. You can yeah. win a couple games yeah. just on your own. So and his personal losing streak was longer than that because he had missed games in there. Oh really? Like I had read that like he hadn't won a game since like the beginning of December or something. Oh interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So so I I mean that's just another another point to go to show that his attitude is not really where it needs to be to be the professional that he thinks he is. Yeah. And, and that would that would bother me a lot if I was if I was the Timberwolves right now, which are, like let's just admit they're a garbage organization. They they're they're not they're not drafting the guys they need to draft. They haven't been good for a long time. They they need a fix. I know they tried with Jimmy Butler. They thought that might do something to spark it, but. They're not good, and their core is not good, and obviously it showed with Wiggins getting traded. I feel like uh, I feel like there's the cult, the losing culture has seeped into that organization, and yeah. you can't get rid of the stink. Yeah, yeah, um, and and then when you also ha- their lime green jerseys are fucking awful. <laughs> get rid of those things. I don't even know what the fuck they're doing. They with must that. think they're the Oregon Ducks or something. I don't know what they're doing. Just just you know what the best jerseys they ever had were the Kevin Garnett era jerseys, yeah. black with the fucking uh, mm. the forest trim. In green, I like the black it. ones. I thought you were talking about the teal ones. I wasn't a huge fan the of those. The teal ones, they're were, fine. But were fine but I, the, I do, I do really like the black ones. The black ones were the best, and they need to go back to that. They're new original ones now. Just they seem kind of boring. It almost seems like they didn't put a whole lot of thought into. No, them. no, no. That's what, I agree with that. <laughs> yeah. Um, also, I just I wanted to touch on how after um, Kobe's tragic death, I love how players are taking it upon themselves. To retire number eight and number twenty four across mm-hmm. the league. Yeah, I think that's really classy. Dude, like you don't even like like you don't even have to wait for the league. Just do it yourself. Yeah, and I just love that players are doing that. That's 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 very touching and yeah, it's, it's that good. that awesome shows shows class across the league. So yeah. good stuff on that for sure. Uh, okay, so I guess we'll get into some trade. What happened to the trade? The, only, the last thing I want to point oh. out is that big guys are winning the skills challenge now. Bam Adebayo won it. Yeah, uh, what the fuck? Yeah, and. <laughs> 
it just shows you the skill these guys have now. Like they're they're hitting that three point shot like it's nothing. If they don't hit the first one, they always hit the second one. Yeah, it, it's crazy. And then in 2015, Carl Anthony Towns won it. In 1617, Porzingis won it, and then they did two years with the forwards and guards, Dimwitty and Tatum, and then 2020, Bam won it again. So big guys again, insane, yeah, insane. They All are right. they are really skilled. That was fun to watch too. Uh, I missed that one. I missed the skills. I, yeah. I saw the dunk and I saw the end of the three point contest. Yeah, so it's good stuff because once in that skills contest, once you get behind, so if you miss that first pass, you're you're instantly behind. That's so important. That first pass, once you go through the little bob and weave thing and you get to that pass you got to hit that on the first one so then you go back the other way hit your layup and then you go back the other way to hit your three-point shot but you see you see guys you can tell if they if they know they only got a couple step on the guy behind them there's so much pressure to hit that shot when they get to the end and if they miss it that they know that next guy's coming behind and he's probably going to hit it so it it gets really intense and then the guys get really excited when they win so for a really simple thing it, it garnered a lot of uh, a lot of energy it was good good yeah all right, so we're going to talk about uh, some trades that happened at the trade deadline, which was about two weeks ago. Yeah. It was just before All-Star Game. Right, and it was, um, yeah. Yeah, so we'll only talk about the big ones, just what we thought. Um, uh, we're not going to break it down to no, cap I, ramifications or anything like that. And, and I'm not even going to go through every trade here, each piece, because I was reading it today, and it's not that interesting, to be honest. <laughs> All it, right, let's do the interesting ones. Yeah, a few guys changed, uh, changed teams. More more multiple team trades in the NBA than than any other sport. I think yes. it's safe to yes. say it's it's a whole thing. Like yeah. I love reading like on Instagram. I follow Woj. Yeah, uh, and and he's like, oh, there's been a fourth team added to this trade. And I'm like, <laughs> what? You know, like it's just madness. And then in other leagues, like the NFL, there's no trades really. Right. You know, fucking baseball. Like the the, the player going back is always cash considerations. Yeah. It's always <laughs> like we'll figure it out later. Just, yeah. just take our guy player to be named. You know, we'll we'll just take our time. I with always this. wonder how they do that in baseball. Like I'd just be like being myself. I'd be like, oh, I forgot I even had that. I better go negotiate something with those guys. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. All right. So, right them off. Yeah. A couple of the main guys. Uh, Clint Capella changed teams. Uh, big big forward. From uh, from the Houston Rockets, he goes to the Atlanta Hawks as well as Nene. That's weird for the Hawks, though. It didn't make this doesn't make sense for they're, for they're anybody, like, in my opinion. For like like their trajectory, yeah. Like it's like yeah, what like Capella's like he's only twenty five or twenty six, but right. They're still two or three years away. Why are you trading? For yeah, them? he struck. He strikes me as somebody that would have went to a contender, is what I would have thought. Yeah, but yeah. Anyway, that was one of the four team trades. So you had Clint Capella and Nene going to the Hawks, uh, to the Houston Rockets. They got Robert Covington from Minnesota, Jordan Bell from Minnesota, and some pick a pick. Uh, Kieta Bates Diop went from Minnesota to the Nuggets. Shabazz Napier went from Minnesota to the Nuggets. Noah Vonley from Minnesota. Gerald Green from Houston. That's the all Nuggets. cap stuff. All that, cap that's stuff. That's all that yeah, is. Absolutely. You know? and, and then and then the pick in there. Houston's throwing in their pick because Denver's doing them a favor. That's uh, how all that's Houston, working. Houston has like no first round picks until like fucking 2026. That now. team is in major trouble. Well, they need to win. If yeah. they win a championship, it's all it. It's like thank you. We're good. They're not going to win. You can't. Right. You can't win with James well, Harden. They've they've went all small ball. Yeah, like like their tallest player I read somewhere was like six nine. It's PJ Tucker. Right, and 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 how he, the and fuck? he's not the new breed of six nine that's stretching the floor. I mean, he can hit the odd three, but he's a he's a defense first guy. He's not one of these. How is he going to guard guys Anthony that can shoot Davis? Threes. Exactly, he can't. Like, how is he going to guard him in he, the playoffs? He, he can muscle him up as best he can, but he he can't do anything about the length. 
Unless they're figuring, like, fuck it, like, we can't defend them, but shit, we're going to outscore them 130 to 125. And I'm like, I don't think that's going to work. No, that team's in trouble. They might as well start the re- rebuild now, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, just a couple other uh, names here. Uh, Marcus Morris, this one stuck out to me because he went from the New York Knicks to the to the Clippers. It's a nice move for the Clippers. All the Clippers do is just bring in these guys that play tenacious, tough defense and who can hit the three ball. I, I think the Clippers are going to be a major factor. One, one problem with, with what's happening in, in Clippers, and I'm, I'm, I'm you're hearing rumblings of, of uh, people being upset at the preferential treatment given to Paul George and Kawhi yeah. Leonard, right? Yeah. And um, uh, who's the sixth man? Why can't I remember? Lou Williams. Name? Yeah, Lou Williams said it's not true. Yeah. But of course he's going to say that. Yeah, of course. Right? Yeah. Marcus Morris has a is a he's a loud, outspoken dude yes he right? is <laughs> uh so you're bringing like another um to me it's like the seahawks like the 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 legion of boom oh yeah like how many more voices do you need in the room right like maybe you got you just need soldiers and not guys that are outspoken so yeah. like i just wonder how the chemistry is going to work between these right teams. and my overall feeling is when they get to the end of the season and it's playoff time they're all going to be on the same page because yeah. they, they know the team they have and they know the opportunity they have to win a championship so i think they're going to figure it out but i'm totally with you uh just a bit of a side note marcus morris was recently in trouble because he said jay crowder has female tendencies yes. on the court so yes and, just, he, and yeah. he had to uh he had to come out and apologize the next day yeah you yes. don't you don't make fun of women if you're in the nba the nba is a very pro-woman yes. organization yes. more than any other of the pro sports and all he wanted to do was just call him a pussy is what he wanted to do that, but and but, most people weren't offended by it but the woke left was very offended by yeah, it and yeah. and the league is offended by it i think uh, like i said i don't want to digress too much but the nba i believe is going to be the first professional sports organization men's organization that's going to have a female coach head coach oh for sure the yeah. um becky hammond yes yes with yeah. the spurs with the spurs it's it's only a matter of time yeah um uh popovich hires smart people around him yeah and that bodes well for her mm-hmm. and from all everything that i've read about and how the players respect her and everything it's only a matter of time for sure and and i don't mean to d- take away from any of her qualities because she's off she's she's obviously a quality coach and a quality person but this fits right in line with popovich too because he's a woke leftist as yeah. well so this this fits right in line and the nba loves it the nba is going to do everything they can to make this happen yeah. i could see it being I, I would I would see it being in L.A. or New York. And with the way the teams are in L.A. right now, she's not going to be going to the Clippers or the Lakers because they're pretty set right now with what they're doing. I could definitely see her ending up as a head coach for the New York Knicks in the near future. God. Uh, like, I could see it, but, man, would you, you can't go work for that organization. Not with fucking if you're, James Dolan. There's but if, no you're, if you're her and you're, you're going to be the first female coach in the NBA, I would say that you what would do it. What about the Bulls? They just lost. Like, Beelan just left because yeah. after he called all his players thugs. Well, that's the Cavs. Was it the Cavs? You said, what? Yeah, you said Did, the Bulls. What I said? You said the Bulls. Oh, okay. I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. But, I mean, I mean, with that being said, I think that the league is going to push for this to be in New York. Because, yeah. Because, well, yeah. Circling back, to, but the Bulls though, like like yeah. that coach is on is is not on. He's on the hot seat, right? And Chicago's a bigger market for sure. Yeah, I I just think I think uh, I, I think just from think, a media market, New York's the place for sure. But for her sanity, yeah. don't go work for James Dolan, please, right. dear God. Nobody should work for that man. Yeah, I understand that too. But I think the league is going to put a little bit of a push on it for it to happen there, and the the reason it could work in New York or the reason it's feasible in New York is because that garbage team is going nowhere. Yep. So if you're James Dolan, 
you'll be you can be on board with this because you're saying this team's shit. I mean, if you're honest with yourself, which he usually never is, you would say this team's shit anyway. I, I have nothing to lose by bringing her in. If if I bring her in and she can do a great job of turning the team around, win win. If she doesn't, we were probably going to be shit anyway. Yeah. But, but now we did a big favor. To yeah. The and now now we got all this nice publicity yeah. from hiring the first female coach. And maybe yep. maybe Adam Silver owes us a little something something down the road. Who knows? Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. All right. Uh, where, where, where were we going with that? Trade, trade talk. Yeah, trade talk. So, uh, yeah, I mean, other than that, you know, Dwayne Deadman, Jabari Parker switched yeah. teams. Like these are this oh, is just kind of what you it did is. highlight. But Andre Drummond, yeah, getting oh traded, yeah, that's right, yeah. That was just like, oh, that was head scratching to me. But yeah, he went to the Cavs. That's the head scratching part, yes. right? Because everyone's talking, like the Raptors Why? were talking about. Adding Why him. are the Cavs trading for him? Yeah. Why? Uh, it doesn't make sense. Big salary Detroit, team's not going anywhere. Detroit wanted to get rid of him. That's cool because yeah. they knew he was going to opt in because he knew on because he had an opt out at the end of the year. He knew that if he opted out, he would not get the money he would have by opting in with the the Pistons. Gotcha. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Just because the way he plays, yeah, he, he's just rebounds and back to the basket like he's yeah. he's a dinosaur of a big man. Yeah. Right. And his analytics are not good. No. Yeah. No. His underlying numbers are awful. Yeah. But why are the Cavs trading for him? Yeah. That like, that you're absolutely right. That was so strange. It 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 makes no sense. But like I said, a lot of these moves don't seem to make a whole lot of sense for me too. Um, the, the, you know the, the one that I highlighted here just because it's kind of funny is uh, Bruno Cabal, Caboclo. Oh, you mean what, the Brazilian Durant? The Brazilian Durant. I'm glad you brought that yes, up. I, yes. I was going to say one of Masai Ujiri's few misses in the draft. Yes, yes. and I, that was hilarious when he I was remember, drafted. I remember when he jumped yeah. there. He's the Brazilian Durant. I'm like, if you have to say like yeah. like a different country from the for the player, like as a <laughs> comparison, he ain't going to be good. Yeah. What they meant is he's six ten and skinny as shit, and <laughs> hopefully he can develop into something. Yeah. 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 Um, other than that, the Miami the my the Miami Heat Miami. the Miami Heat made moves that looks like they're going for it. They got Iguodala from Memphis. They got Jay Crowder. They got Solomon Hill. Iguodala, the whole Memphis thing that was weird. Yeah, that was weird. You know, he didn't play with Memphis at all. No, his own one of his players was calling calling him out, saying like, "I hope he gets traded so he can beat his ass." Basically, <laughs> yeah. And then like he got traded, and he said, "Well, I didn't ever said I wouldn't play." And I'm like, "But you, you didn't did because you weren't playing." Yeah, so, so like, yeah, were you gonna play or no? Yeah, so you didn't want to play in Memphis, and yeah. and he's like, "Oh, I feel rejuvenated." Yeah, because you rested for fifty yeah, fucking yeah, games. Yeah, why dude. wouldn't you? Exactly. Also, just I I have this feeling like, how old is Iggy now? Thirty six. He's got to be up there, yeah. Right? Yeah. I don't think you could take half a season off and just come back and be like, "Ooh, I got spring leg, like, like, like spring in my legs." Like, yeah. I don't think it works after after thirty five. As good as these guys are, I mean, there's very few. LeBron James is one of the few people that can do the way he's doing it. Yes, possibly, but yeah. I think even if he took a half season off, he wouldn't be the same. Right? Yeah, yeah, not yeah, not. I'm not even taking into consideration the half year off. I was just thinking of his yeah. age, but you're totally right about that. You know, you gotta you gotta be in it, and I think I think if you if you leave, then you lose you're not up to game speed right you know Absolutely. so that, that's what yeah. i think but yeah they are they look like they just you know, and and the east i know everyone's talking about the bucks and like can they win 70 games yada 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 but to me the east is wide open yeah absolutely. like between the heat the the bucks the raptors um the Celtics, yeah. probably. Yeah. Uh, I think the Sixers are going to fucking implode, so yeah. I wouldn't put them in the top tier. Yeah. But the East, like between those four teams, any of them could come out of it. That I, I agree with you 100%. 
that was a, something that was surprising me. You bring up the 76ers. I thought that one of their two big guys would be on the move at the trade deadline there because that team, the reason that team, in my opinion, is not doing well is because the, the combination of Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid does not work together on the court. No, because I think Joel Embiid needs a, a prototypical guard. Yeah. Where Ben Simmons is like a hybrid guard in the way, but he's not even a guard. He's just a hybrid player that he plays more of the post. He's almost a forward that handles the ball, the yeah. ball like a point guard because he's six nine, big, big athletic yeah. guy. He's got a build of a LeBron James. But that's not a that's not a thing for that's not what Joel Embiid needs. So no. they almost have to decide where they want to go. Yeah. Yeah. In the future. So I thought that one of those guys could be on the move here. Uh, I think the guy they're going to move would be Embiid. Uh, I, I, you know, I'm I. I I like I like well, especially Simmons. after he came out and said um, he 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 tweeted something that was like uh, or he tweeted like like uh, I would love to play with the dog uh, talking about Jimmy Butler oh yeah and Butler's like oh we'll have you here and then fucking right you know the fires were stoked you know yeah, like yeah. oh my god interesting I mean I think the 76ers are they, it's hard to trade a guy like Ben Simmons even if he's not perfect at his position right now. He's such a talent, and you know, you look at a guy, and I'm not making this comparison like straight across the board, but when you look at him, he's got the build of a of a Magic Johnson or someone like that too. He's a good playmaker, an Australian Magic Johnson, right? Yeah, exactly. Yes, and yes, from down under. <laughs> so that that surprised me that that move didn't happen. Um, and that you know, that's really it. The only other one to talk about too is a guy we've talked about here before is Andrew Wiggins. Uh, the Minnesota Timberwolves finally gave up on him and moved him to the Golden State Warriors for D'Angelo Russell, another guy with immense talent in D'Angelo Russell that just cannot seem to stick to a team. I, I don't know if it's something attitude-wise with him or what, but I, I would think with all of his talent, I think he would be a guy that other people covet more than more than he's been traded in his career to be traded, you know, three, three times. Three times. Three times now, yeah. Well, he was at the net. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, he traded from the Lakers to yeah. the Nets, yeah. to the Nets to the Warriors, because yeah. that was a signing trade That's for Durant. right, yeah. And then from the Warriors to the Wolves. Yeah, he's been traded three times. Yeah, so to move that much, uh, I'm wondering what's wrong with that guy. Because I think he's a great talent. I love his skill set, but I don't know what's um, going on. I think D'Angelo... The, so, when he got traded from the Lakers to the Nets, it's because Magic didn't think he was a leader. And also, wasn't D'Angelo Russell, Russell the one that broke the news that Nick Young was tra- uh, cheating on Iggy Azalea? Oh, that sure was around was the same time, so yeah. it definitely could have been. So, like, the locker room kind of hated the guy. Right, I get so it. So they had to get rid of him, right? He's The, the locker room's like, don't you know we're NBA? We fucking cheat. Yeah, man. that's what we do, that's what dude. we do. And, yeah. and we keep that shit on lockdown and don't say a word. And I gotta be honest, if Iggy didn't know that that was happening, you need to pay more attention, Mrs. Azalea. Yes, yes. Um, also, you're with Nick Young, and he's kind of goofy, so... <laughs> um, so, that's why that went. And then... The Nets traded him because they had to make the salaries work because they wanted to get Durant in their fold before right. the free agency, yeah. right? Yeah. So that was, okay, sure. I get that. You're bringing in Durant. I get why you want to trade the guy. Um, he was never going to fit in with the Warriors, especially no. when Thompson and Curry are healthy. You can't go with a three-guard system. This they, isn't college. They knew that when they brought him in. Yeah. Like, they knew he was basically But they also knew that chip. Clay Thompson was going to be out until after trade deadline. So yeah. they're like, wow, we can just use him as a trade chip. For sure. Um. But then the guy you get back is Andrew Wiggins. So, I don't know if it's it's just because I just want to see this guy succeed because he's Canadian. Yeah. I'm not sure. But I feel like him going to the Warriors and now being the third, if not the fourth option. And if he if like he gets around these guys, not, not this year obviously, but going into next year. Uh, he trains in the offseason with these guys. Yeah. And they, they teach him like 
air quote, the warrior way. Mm-hmm. And he buys in and becomes like a 3 and D. Like, he could be really fucking good for them. He's got so much talent. I mean, before Jimmy Butler left, he said, he, he said you know, I, I'm not the most talented guy on the team. Andrew Wiggins is. I, he, or he said, he's like, I don't have the most natural ability like a guy like Andrew Wiggins, but I work my ass off. So, yeah. And I think that speaks perfectly to Wiggins. If he learns, if he can learn from a guy like a Steph Curry or, or whoever's there uh, to you know, to really hone his skills and to focus on what he's doing and bring it every night, there's still no reason why he can't turn into the to the number one overall pick that people thought he was. I just want one of these Canadian number, like, top five overall picks to pan out. Like, I, I'm not sure. Yeah. I don't think Jamal Murray went went. No, high. he's been great for where but he like, was picked. Like, Anthony Bennett was, Nothing. Was, the biggest, like, was the biggest bust since, like, Michael Oluokandi, if you remember him with the Clippers. Wow. That's, that's bringing it back. Wow. Buddy. And then we had Wiggins, which wasn't great. He got traded from from the Cavs to the uh, the T Wolves right away for Kevin Love because LeBron yeah. was coming back. Yeah. And uh, and then uh, RJ Barrett, we still don't know how he's going to turn out. Um, but yeah. like, I just hope Wiggins does well. And D'Angelo Russell with the Wolves could work. But I'm I'm siding with you with this Carl Anthony Towns. I think he's got a bad fucking attitude. Mm-hmm. And now he's got his buddy with him, so, like, they're going to give it the try that, like, okay, now we went and got your friend. Yes. Do something. It's not going to happen this year, obviously, but do something next year. Right. Because they gave up, they, they also, they traded Wiggins and a 2021 first and a second round Yeah, pick. you're right. Yeah. So they gave up, like, like yeah. picks in that. So, Cat needs to show that the the faith, like, they reward the faith in him. Right? Yeah, and it has to happen next year. There's no waiting two years. Be- it has to happen next year. Because the, the Timberwolves are admitting they're getting the best player in this trade based on the draft pick compensation that's going to the Warriors. So yeah. you're, you're right. You're bang on. Yeah. yeah. So that was, uh, yeah, I think that's our trade deadline thoughts. Yeah, that's that's all I got there. It wasn't it wasn't that that crazy. Uh, I know we're going to be talking about the Raptors in a sec. There was a lot of rumors about, out there about things they could have done. I think where they... We, I mean, we can get in the Raptors right but, now. Yeah, anyway. let's, yeah let's get into it for sure. Because I think what they did was fine. Their, their team is hot right now. I don't think they want to mess with the chemistry. Uh, one of the trades I saw out there, or one of the trade proposed, like, you know, just kind of bantied about that I saw out there, uh, is a player that I really like, uh, Drew Holiday. Um, I thought he would have been a nice addition to the Raptors. You okay. know, a, a point guard, shooting guard who is... A From fan- the Pelicans, right? Yeah. Uh, oh, I think he's with the 76. I can't remember now. He's He's been traded... Yeah, with the Pelicans. Yeah, yeah, that's who it was with. Would it be a buyout or would it be a trade? Uh, it was. It was the, the one that I saw was proposed was a trade. Okay. Uh, you know, it involved someone like Norman Powell and then some high draft picks going see, back the other way, and I just don't see the point of it. I don't think I like. I'm glad they didn't do anything because I think they should be active on the buyout market. That's yeah. where they should try to. Um, they should try to concentrate their efforts. Like speaking of the buyout market, there. Um, um, they had. Uh, uh, Reggie Bullock from the Pistons was bought out, yeah. and he's he's signing with the Clippers. Oh, okay. So they're yeah. just they're just yeah, they're just adding stacking up, stacking yeah. up. Yeah. So yeah, um, that's something that the Raptors should look into to doing. You know that like because there's going to be more buyouts in the coming weeks here. Yeah. So that's where you should concentrate your efforts for sure. Right. I'm such an idiot. Um, I don't know why I thought. I don't know why I said uh, Drew Holiday was on Philadelphia. There, he's, he was for for a time though. Like he no, played for the Sixers for a time. I'm sure. No, I don't think so. I think he's, really? always, he's always been a Pelican because he was there with Anthony Davis, and they were kind of building that franchise with those two guys. He, I'm, I'm sure he got drafted by the Sixers. Well, oh, 
I'll figure that out. Yeah. Anyway, but but yeah, I I, I like I like the the non move. I think that's best. I don't want them giving up you know high draft picks for a guy who I respect. I really like him as a player, but I still don't want them giving up high draft picks and Norman Powell, who's playing great this year for a guy like that. Um, the other thing too that I'm sure played a factor uh, for Masai was that the team has been hurt a lot this year. Like Marcus yes. Saul has been hurt for stretches. Yeah. Uh, we've missed Kyle Lowry for stretches. Pascal Siakam missed about two, two and a half weeks. Um, uh, Serge Ibaka was hurt. So like, I don't, I can't remember a time when maybe at the beginning of the season when the whole team was healthy. So right. like maybe their biggest, uh, like return or or acquisition will be just the the fact that they get back an injured player going into the playoffs like Marc Gasol it's, it's who's, almo- been, who's been who was actually out for most of that fifteen game win streak which is nuts yeah you're right it's almost like making a trade just by adding a guy at at the end of the season yeah exactly exactly so um, yeah they've been playing so good I mean you, nobody I think going into this year I think a lot of people had jumped off the bandwagon just. Just human nature, right? Like, people thought they won the championship. You know, there's no way they can do that again, especially losing Kawhi. I'm still not convinced that you get into the playoffs and you get into some of these tough games that they can pull it out, but I'm a lot more optimistic now than I ever was. I think um, Nick Nurse and his coaching staff have proven that they are the elite group that, yep. that they're giving getting credit for right now. Um, I, I love the way they're playing. Yeah. Um, I was going to say, uh, something about, um, uh, another thing too, is they gave up draft picks, some draft picks last year to pick, to grab Gasol. Yep. Right. So you don't want to give up, Masai doesn't seem like the guy that's going to want to give up draft picks two years in a row. Right. You know, well, so especially that, when you draft as well as he does, yeah. you get a guy at 26 that turns into Pascal Siakam and you're pretty happy with, yeah. uh, with your ability to draft. Drew Holiday was drafted by the 76 or so. Oh, there you go. We're okay. right on that. But, that's but why, he, that's he, why he, I was thinking that. He's played for the, the Pelicans for the last few years. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, so, um, the Raptors, again, are not getting any play down in the States. No. Um, I'm sure you saw that, that guy on Twitter that... Uh, a week after they lost Kawhi, he went on a rant and said they're back to the basement. Back, yeah. like thank God. And yeah, uh, I'm sure he's just being um, tagged what? in yeah. absolutely everything right now. One of those talking heads that is just yes. just trying to well, make a point. Stephen A. Smith said Canada go back to hockey, like stop taking our trophy or something. Sounds like something Stephen A. Smith would you say. <laughs> uh, but a lot of times those talking heads are just characters. Yeah, that's true. You yeah. know, like I don't believe Stephen A. Smith necessarily believes everything he says, and I, I, with a lot of those guys, you know, they're they're here to entertain and that's the thing i've i've realized now i used to get mad at them for saying the stuff they did and say you're an idiot blah 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 and i mean that's a fine take if you want to say that they can take the heat but i realize now that it is they're just they're just entertaining people um you know they might believe 70 percent of what they say 80 percent of what they say yeah, i yeah, don't know yeah and so they just say things just to get a rating yeah you know? uh, and and one of the, uh, sorry just to add on to the raps one of the best things that has happened this season that I that people didn't know if it was going to happen is the development of the young players. We already talked about Siakam a lot. Um, OG has just become an absolute yes, stud. Yes, uh, defending multiple positions, think, uh, scoring him, points. I think him having to sit behind Kawhi for the entire. Now he was hurt for quite a yeah. bit of last year, but to sit and watch him, mm-hmm. uh, he's got a lot of the tenacious like like he does a couple things like on D 
that reminds me of Kawhi. Right. You know, and I'm like, oh, he picked up things. So it's really good that he was able to sit behind him yeah. and learn. So. He's a bit of a, and I mean this in the best possible way, he's a bit of a defensive bully. He yeah. kind of bullies the other guys that he's defending in a, in a clean way. Uh, he had the other night, I can't remember which game it was. It might have been against the Timberwolves, actually. It was 25 and 12. 25 points, 12 rebounds. His three-point shot has developed, come a long way. He's well, very that, athletic. That game against the T-Wolves, that was D'Angelo Russell's uh, first game, and he right. looked awful. Yeah, he did. Yeah. He looked awful. Yeah. Of course, I mean, first first game with a new team. You never know how that's yeah. going to go. Yeah. But uh, I'm very optimistic. I <clears throat> I think uh, I, I just don't think you can give enough credit to Masai Ujiri and, uh, and Webster and the way that they've put this team together, the way that they've developed the, the 905 farm team. Oh, yeah, you get a guy like Terrence Davis. Who yeah. comes up basically Chris, out of nowhere? Chris Boucher. Chris Boucher coming in here. Yeah. Talk about a guy that looks a little bit more like Kevin Durant than Bruno Cabalco does. Yeah. That guy's a tall, skinny guy who who looks like Kevin Durant. Now nobody's as good as Durant at getting his points. And Boucher's Canadian. Yeah, he is. Not, yeah. 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 So why do they call him the Canadian Durant? This is ridiculous. <laughs> I'm out of here. <laughs> but yeah, oh, I, I love it. They're doing a great job. I I do worry as time goes on here. I'm starting to wonder about Masai Ujiri's time in Toronto. I, I don't think it's going to be necessarily that much longer that he's here, well, if I'm he's, being honest. He's, well, because there's going to be new challenges. Yeah. Right? And and a lot a lot of the reason these guys are in power positions like GMs is because they strive yeah. to, 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 over, like, to overcome challenges or strive for a new challenge. Yeah. He's won a championship. And, and, and if somehow the Raptors win again without Kawhi, like what else does he have to prove? Exactly. Right? And and his opportunity to go elsewhere is going to be basically pick yeah. your spot. Where, Just don't where do go to the Knicks. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Nobody work for James Dolan until he sells the team. Seriously. Well, and here's what they're... Because he'll just meddle. No matter what he says, he will meddle in your affairs. And, well, did you hear that the Washington Wizards owner, whose name is escaping me right now, Ted, well, Ted Leonsis, yeah. who started AOL, so he's got a little bit of money. Yeah, uh, just a little bit. Uh, there was rumors, and, and Leonsis uh, denied this rumor, probably because he didn't want to get any uh, issues with tampering. Uh, which happens in the NBA all the time, but whatever, that's a, that's another topic. Uh, there was there was rumors that they would be giving him ownership, uh, Masai Ujiri, they would be giving him ownership stake oh, in the team. So if teams are going to start getting into something like Doing that, that kind of stuff, now yeah. I mean that that makes things a little bit different. All of a sudden, maybe maybe if 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 James Dolan is going to get the hell out of the way and let Masai do everything basketball related with that team and run MSG and run that team, but he won't. He won't. Yeah, he won't. It's James Dolan. He won't. I don't believe you will either because that guy is proven to be quite the idiot. Yes, yes. All right. I think that's been our awesome. episode for this week. Next week, we'll be back. We're going to do our Major League Baseball episode. Um, we won't be doing our predictions for the year because we'll still we'll do it we'll do it the next early. month. We'll do it we'll do it in March. Sure. Um, we'll see how many Astros get beamed in spring training and we'll know what's going to go on. For sure. <laughs> there there is sports books online are putting up over under numbers I am, for this. I am quite seriously considering betting the over. Like well, Bregg, seriously. Bregman was 10 and a half was the over under number that was set at this one sports book I saw and I think he was hit 9 times last year. They so they, there's no way it's not going to be less than and that. They, and they said that um, that the over-under for the team is 80 and a half. Well, oh. last year the Mets were beaned 93 times. Really? And nobody, like, like that wasn't this kind of case. So oh. I would take the over. And the, the most hit player was, uh, oh my God, what's his name? First baseman for the Cubs. 
uh, Rizzo? Rizzo was hit 37 times, which is a huge number. Oh, wow. So if he was hit 37, I got to believe Bregman's going to be in the in the 15 to 16 at a low, at the yeah. low point. You could almost set the over under to 15, and I still might take the over. So yeah, next week we will talk about, uh, obviously, more of this Astro stuff because it just keeps on coming out day after day. It's so juicy. Uh, we'll also talk about uh, a possible playoff format change that they're floating out there. Uh, we'll talk about the the big Mookie, Mookie Betts trade. Uh, and maybe we'll even get into some uh, the Expos race partnership that seems to have gained steam again, which is blowing my mind. Very odd. Yes. So have a good week, everybody. See you next week.